let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. Welcome to Opinions on Films, and we are um, diving in to an absolute cult classic this time, aren't we? We are indeed. Uh, Wanted to do this one for a while, actually. They, they don't really come any bigger than this in terms of their stature in the 80s. Not as a cult, because I mean, it didn't really do much at the start, did it? No. This film. No. Um, but it's just it just built and built over the years, didn't it? it? It's definitely grown over time, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, we're watching the 30th anniversary special edition. Wow. Does that make you feel old? Yep. Makes me feel... Because <laughs> this still came really out old. two years ago then. Yeah, yeah. So for those that haven't worked it out by now, we're watching Highlander, um, which is... Well, we're not going to spoil it. Well, we might do, because we generally tend to spoil these Yeah, yeah let's be honest. There will be spoilers about this film as we go along, plus... The next Highlander films may get a little bit of a mention as well. Yeah, and possibly <laughs> the series. As, as we do anything else that we decide <laughs> yeah. is, is fitting to delve into. Yeah, tangent spoilers. Yeah. Um, so what we've got going on on the screen at the moment is uh, just a series of red text yeah. playing. That's all it is. Which evidently wasn't supposed to be the opening for this film. No. It was just supposed to be a placeholder. Yeah, and then they liked it so much, didn't they? But they just decided it, it worked with the film and, and, and they left it in there. I mean, And look at this. This is like the perfect opening for Steve. Oh, it's, it's wrestling. <laughs> and it's, it's proper 80s wrestling. That, the, that we're the, the big on. hair... Is the man? It is. It is. Now I'm, I'm diving in with some facts go, here. Go, Because obviously this this is me all over. So as I said, these these are actual wrestlers. What we're seeing on the screen at the moment is is it's a tag team who were known as the Fabulous Freebirds. So this was Michael Hayes, Terry Gordy, and Buddy Roberts. Now they've since been inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Oh really? As, as well, yeah. They were a genuine tag team, and they, they were facing off against another three wrestlers who weren't so much a tag team. Um, and that was uh, Greg Garnier, Jim Branzell, and, to- and the Tonga Kid as well. So this is an actual match that was filmed um, for this as well. Yeah, well, interestingly, they were actually going to film this during an NHL hockey game, weren't they? They were, yeah. But apparently the NHL didn't want to be associated with any violence that came about because of the film. Which, bearing in mind, 80s NHL hockey yeah. had regular scuff-ups. Because uh, didn't someone die in the early 90s yeah. during a hockey match? So for that, it was like, how? <laughs> how did that happen? Yeah, it's, it's, it's strange. It's, uh, I can't believe, when I read that, I was like, no. Yeah, they didn't want to be involved with violence. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was brilliant. Anyway, cheers. Cheers. So we've, got, um, we've gone for some Scotch-themed beers as well to go with the theme of Highlander, haven't exactly. we? Exactly. So we've got uh, another beer that came, came from Fallen or Fall Hen Brewing. We've got their session IPA called Local Motive. Okay, 3.9%. It's quite dry, isn't it? Really light, really yeah. easy to drink. Um, there is a dryness there. Quite a lot of um, citrus notes going on in that. This is what I would do when I was watching wrestling. I'd be imagining nearly anything else going on. So we have got um, 
again, for, for those that may not have seen the film, we, we have a man in basically a rain mac sat yep. in the audience with his eyes closed and he keeps having what could only be described as flashbacks. Yeah, to what appears to be some form of Highland battle. Yeah. It must be cold in the wrestling arenas in those days. It must be. Well, not according to everyone sat around him. No, because he's got a jacket on as well. Yeah. And the and Mac. He is well wrapped up. Now, they did also, for that opening, they had approached... Um, the mega star Hulk Hogan to, to be part of this film. Oh, really? But he was busy at the time with the Rocky franchise. Oh, uh, okay. So that's why he didn't end up in this. He well, didn't end up in this. He probably did all right out of the Rocky franchise, though. Yeah, very well. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think he did all right just out of yeah. basically anything he's been involved in. That's with. very true. Um, but he was also considered for the lead role as well in, in this. Oh, he was? Oh. He was actually considered to be who we can find out is, is, is the lead in this. So now we're in the, uh, the underground car park. We are. Which actually, um, for those that know, this, this was apparently filmed in Madison Square Garden, which is famous, a famous home for wrestling. Um, Madison Square Garden famously doesn't have a car park underneath it. No, it's a Penn Street station, isn't it? Yeah. So it's actually yeah. a train station underneath. Yeah. So this was filmed in a London fruit market, apparently. Yeah, but I don't... I, it was I, done I, up to look like... Yeah, I, was, I was trying to look up which one it was and I could never find out. But the only one I can think of through it was Covent Garden, wasn't it? But Possibly. Oh, a sword fight in an underground car park in New Randomly, York. yeah. Sort of thing you always carry around with you. Yeah. I've, got, I've got to say, if, if this was your first time watching this, at what point are you... What the fuck is going on here right now? It's not, it's and not also, the cleanest of openings, has it? Also, who's the good one and who's the bad one? Because let's, well, yeah. let's assume one of them has to be good, one of them has to be bad. As, as or you do, yeah. One of, the, one of them is going to be our hero. At the moment, I don't know who that is. I don't. The, uh, the, the, the guy in the, in the trench coat does have a bit of a sinister look about him, yeah. doesn't he? All plenty of sparks and lights going off. It's, it's quite it's a random choice of weapons for the the eighties, though. Isn't yeah. It? But the, um, well, that was a bad move. He's quite sprightly that other guy, though. Yeah. I mean, because what? I mean, he looks like he's in his sixties. He does. He's doing yeah. backflips and everything. Electricity and water now as well. Never a good mix. Now, the guy you just mentioned that you said looks like he's in his 60s is actually um, the stunt director for the film. Oh, what, so he, what, he stepped in? I think that was quite common in, 80, yeah, in the 80s, I, wasn't it? I think it was purely that the moves that they wanted them to do, he was so good at performing them himself that they essentially just left it in and said, oh, well, you may as well do it. Oh, okay. Well, I mean... That's a lot of backflips. It's a hell of a lot of backflips. I mean, why it's easier to do backflips and just run, I don't know. But hey, it <laughs> looks better doing the backflips, don't it? But again, it was set in that time that, and, and I think I said this to you beforehand when we were looking at some of the bits on the, the DVD, it was set in that time where ninja films were big. They, that, oh, they, yeah. they were big at this time. Hand-to-hand -hand combat and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, so it's they've probably tried to take a little bit from all of that. Oh, we may have had a bit of sediment in that can. Oh dear. 
Music, that's, yeah. Yeah, which so I may have shared between both of us. So, that's flavour, mate. Oh, it does sound here. 100% natural, unfiltered. Store it right and pour carefully. Oh, I'll tell you what I'll do before I pour the next one. I'll read, read the, the Read the label. Yeah. See, you can't move the sword quietly either. You can't. Just scrape it along the ground. Fortunately, no one else needed to get their car at this point. Well, they're still watching the wrestling upstairs, aren't they? Oh, I, Let's I, assume everyone who's part there is at the wrestling then. <laughs> Did you see this at the cinema? No. I'm fairly certain I didn't. No, this was a, a VHS copy for me that I used to own. Whoa! Whoa! He's just taking his head off with the sword. And that sword went straight through the concrete block as well. Okay, that's got to be some weapon there then, isn't it? Oh, hold on. So the decapitated body is now rising into the air Why sparks of electricity are running all over the place. And setting off all the cars. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh, I, I can't call him a hero at the moment, so I don't know who he is, but he seems to be expecting this. He does, yes. Arms outstretched. Yeah. Something's happening to him here, isn't he, as a result of, of, of killing this other fella. Tell you what, though, you don't really get, for obvious reasons, you don't get decapitations on films these days, do you? Not as much as you used to. No. And, and that seems to be over. That's destroyed nearly all the cars in the car park as well. He's not going to be popular, is he? No. It's going to be a hell of an insurance payout. Based on what claim? Ah, oh, very true. Yeah. <laughs> Explain that one. Yeah. Worst hiding place ever. So, he's, yeah, he's lovely sold. Just into a grill above his head. As you do. And he's gone running off. Oh. oh, and we're back to uh, back to the Highlands, Scotland, indeed. Hmm, very scenic. So again, though, if this was your first time watching this film, you knew nothing about it. That intro gives you nothing. No, doesn't? but I suppose this is one of those first films where they work in multiple timelines. I can't think of many others where they flip between. Whereas these days, it's a bit quite a common thing to do, isn't it? And we're quite used to seeing that in a lot of the Marvel and DC stuff, aren't yeah. we? So we, we flit around different places. This one is doing it, but it was one of those first films. But it's not really giving you much to go on. No, not, not at the moment. At the moment, the only common theme between the, both scenes is one bloke. Yes. In, in this, he's got longer hair. He's in bare skins. Yeah. And maybe looks a little bit younger. Yeah, but not much. Okay, he has a name. There you go, Connor. Obviously going into battle was seen as saying quite fun. Yeah. They all look very jolly, it's like a jolly jape. It's was a bit it, of a day it out. It was though, wasn't it? It was, it was honourable back in medieval times. 
it was like the honourable way to die, like particularly the Vikings. Well, yeah, they, that, that's that's they almost, how they wanted to die. They almost aspired to it, didn't they? Yeah. It's a seal in way, isn't it? Is it? Sure is. That's a very young Cecile Emery. Famous for... Well, she's been in loads of comedies and films and stuff. I know she was in an episode of Doctor Who, that's why I recognise her. Nah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the link. <laughs> oh, look, there's Martin being predictable. Yeah. It's just when you see someone so young. Or looking so young, I should say. She was in, known for her appearances with Victoria Wood. Oh, okay. Bergerac, Calendar Girls, Bridget Jones. So we've got another battle where there's some strange lightning going on again. Okay, well, although we don't know who's good and who's bad, this bloke is definitely not dressed I, as a think, good guy, is I he? I think it's obvious that this fella's the bad guy. Yeah. Deep, gravelly voice. Yeah. Quite imposing headgear on. And he already knows that he wants to get, a, well, get a hold of Connor. Yeah. And the rest have been told to leave him. Yeah. Now, weren't these scenes, um, basically, all, most of them were locals? Yeah. And they had a bit of a, a fondancy for having a few beers yeah. during lunch breaks yeah. and things. And, uh, and in the evenings they would pay with scotch, weren't they? Yeah. And, and subsequently, some of the fight scenes ended up with quite a few real accidents. Yeah, I think they did have um, St. John's Ambulance on site or something. Yeah. Quite a few minor injuries to be treated. Yeah. I've been quite fun watching that being filmed, actually. Because we're also yeah. seeing the edited version, the live version would have been quite good. Not, not that we want to typecast the Scottish <laughs> in any way. <laughs> no, apparently these are all facts. Yes. I love. I just love the fact the locals got involved. Yeah. And we're quite happy to be paid in alcohol. Yeah. Okay. Connor's looking to fight someone and no one will fight him. Everyone's just running away from him, apart, the, apart from this fella. Yeah, he's on his horse. Someone wants to fight you, mate. And that is a beast as well that's coming for you. Yeah. Okay, well, that was a shit battle. Wasn't it, just? I mean, he, he, he did nothing. He lifted his sword up and got a, <laughs> got a sword in his side for his efforts. Okay, he's been stabbed in the side, and that looks. I mean, I'm going to say that's fatal in those I, days. I'm going to say you, you, anything in those days was fatal. Well, there is that as well. 
and throw it at the present day. Okay, and he's now in a, in a car screeching around the same car park that he's just had a fight in. Yeah, that's not going to draw attention. Not at all, no. Why don't you just drive out normally? Yeah, it, or, or, or walk out. Yeah, leave the car. Yeah, come back and get your car and have no. No idea what sort of car that is. It's a, it's a lot of police for one person, though. But at this stage, they, do they know what's happened? No. No policeman's been in the car park? No. They've probably just had reports that something's happened and... Oh, it's called Mr. Nash now. Interesting. Yeah, okay. Never give American police in a film an opportunity. <laughs> There's a lot of guns pointing at one man for something they don't know what's happened. And we've nipped back to the past again. Oh, for goodness sake. So that's so why I've got this little interlude. What, what do you think of the beer? I mean, I, mine's gone. I, I really enjoyed that in terms of a nice... Do you know what? That was just really easy. Light, fresh opener. I did love the dryness to it as well. Yeah. And no, that bit of sediment I added to the uh, glass mistakenly didn't actually do, do any didn't, harm no. at all, did it? But loads of flavour for 3.9% as, yeah. as, as well. Absolutely well, I think we've enjoyed all the beers we've had from Fallen, haven't we? We have, yeah. And we've got, uh, we've got another one to come. We have. As part of this f- filming. So, what's up next? So we've got limited edition mangoes on the run mango IPA from Innocent Gun. Okay, again, um, very grateful to the guys at Innocent Gun for sending this over for us to try. Uh, worked perfectly with the theme of this particular opinions on films. Okay, there's a lot of wailing and gnashing of teeth going on at the moment. Yeah. Brilliant. Great line. The last thing a man should hear is the way is the wailing of a woman. Not the sound of a woman. Not wailing. the sound of a yeah. woman. Brilliant. Oh, cheers. Cheers. First thing I'm gonna say, it's come out a lot clearer than I expected. Yeah, I was expecting it to be a bit on the uh, the murky side. Yeah, when I saw Mango IPA. Okay, back to the eighties. Oh, it's jumping backwards and forwards, isn't it? That's a good perm she's got. Whoever the friends is got some very classic eighties looks in this. Isn't oh, it's, it? it's an eighties film. Yeah, it's set firmly in the eighties. Apart from the flashbacks, which aren't. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I've, I've got to say that already it doesn't look like it's aged well. Oh God, no. <laughs> I mean, some films do, don't they? Some films hold t- hold, hold themselves over time. Terminator was what two years before this, nineteen eighty four. I say that's held better. Back to the Future, you could argue. Yeah, it's it's held. There's a lot of people. Yeah, like for a, a lot crime of scene. Public for a, for a, for a crime scene. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think there's a few reporters. Yeah, dotted around, but there isn't really much keeping it a sterile scene is there no well, she's just found a sword under the car now that's presumably the guy whose head got cut off 
Yeah, because the other he put his he hid drill. hid his, didn't he? She's she's a sword expert then, as well as working for the police department. Obviously, that's handy though. In in this situation, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's not too bad actually. It's I was a little bit puffed by the nose initially because I wasn't. The the first thing I got was some, some copperiness from it, but there is a little bit more of the fruit coming through now. Yeah. But I was quite glad it wasn't overtly mangoes straight away. Yeah, I didn't at, at this stage of the evening. I don't really want a, a glass of mango juice. No, but it's um, it's, that's all right. It's, it is. It's the flavours are light. It's, it's a fairly sweet finish. Yeah, it's a very sweet finish. And but I probably wouldn't have picked this up. No, because of because of the mango and the fact that they've added the mangoes. They haven't just gone for a mango flavour. They've actually added them. Haven't yeah. They? So Christopher Lambert, who is our lead, yes, Nash, McLeod, whatever he wants to be called, um, he'd only done one film before this, hadn't he? Yeah, he was in um, Greystoke, which was like a Tarzan origin story. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which he didn't really have a lot of speaking parts in. No, no, which is um, unfortunate for the guys who hired him for this film, isn't it, really? Because, yeah. Uh, he didn't really speak any English, did he? Not, not really. I think he learned it in about six weeks or something for for this film. Which I think is pretty impressive. Yeah, I couldn't learn another I, language I couldn't learn in six another, weeks. Another language. But they also, um, <coughs> because his ha his accent is really strange because obviously he's French, isn't he? Um, and they worked with uh, a, a specific dialect coach to try and get that strange. So, what, so it's almost a nothing. Yeah. So that, and as time goes, well, we'll jump into it. We'll learn that he's very old. Yeah. And he's been around a bit, and he's been around the world. So the idea is, is that he's picked up those different dialects from being in different places. It's merged into one, yeah. so to speak. Always oh, put the cassette on. Oh, when was the last time you saw a cassette? So we've got right, so this is the guy who was also in the flashback. Yep. Isn't he? The big dude, big headgear. Looks like Presumably he's, uh, he's a fairly evil dude. Coming after him. He's on his way to New York by car with a, well, playing a bit more Queen. Playing a bit more Queen. Queen, of course, being the um, main soundtrack to, to this movie. I think the, well. they do all of it, don't they? They do, yeah. But they're only going to do the, um, like, the end song or the, the introduction and the end song wasn't it but they were and then they were shown uh, they were shown an early copy of the film and, and they liked it so much they said we want to do more songs and, and apparently each of them then proceeded to write a different song yeah they, did, the they did, did their own one didn't they yeah but there's no formal soundtrack 
as, as such. Which to, I didn't know, because there is a, a Queen album called A Kind of Magic, isn't there? It is, and, but all of the songs from, from this film appear on, on that album. One of the reasons why they didn't release a soundtrack was because the difference in release times between when this was released in America and when it was released to Europe, um, Queen weren't happy with the soundtrack not being able to be released worldwide at the same time. Ah, I see. So it would have been just out of sync, the songs being released before the film. Yeah. But they also considered um, David Bowie, Sting and Duran Duran for the soundtrack as well. Um, And Merillion. Oh, I didn't know that one. Merillion as well. Would that surprise me the most? Because I suppose that was when Merillion were almost at their... It must been have been around popular. Kaylee. Yeah, it's got to be. Time. Yeah. So although Marilyn had been around plenty of time, this was their popular yeah. time, wasn't it? I couldn't see. Well, it's one of those hindsight things. All of those are great artists. I couldn't see this film with a soundtrack by anyone other than Queen. Oh, not. No. 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 Because they did um, Flash, didn't they? They did do Flash Gordon as well, yeah. Which would you say is the better soundtrack? This. I'd agree. Because I can only remember one song. Flash. Which is Flash itself. Yeah. I know they did the entire soundtrack. Yes. And I think, I, I think I'm right in saying a lot of that soundtrack is instrumental. As, yeah, as, there's as, a lot as less well. songs yeah. being played, even if it's only snippets. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, this is, this is easily... I'd, I'd actually go as far as putting this up there as being one of the best kind of soundtracks to, to, to a film ever. Oh, I think there could be a, a, a tangent opinions poll at some point for that one because that's it's a good point. I think it's, it'd, be, it'd be hard to beat. Is it time for that spin-off of a spin-off? Spin-off of a spin-off. Opinions <laughs> on soundtracks. That's when we go right up our own asses. <laughs> but I can't, I can't think of many better. No. And I'm fairly certain that my love of this film is quite closely linked to the fact that I like I love Queen as well. Yeah. And and the songs are just so perfectly placed as well. Yeah. Throughout, throughout it. Yeah, bearing in mind we've talked about... Uh, this jumping and back and forth. Yeah. Which is a little bit... doesn't flag it at all, it just happens. Um, the music, they did place... Very well. Very yeah. well. And it fits when they're playing it. Ooh, metal detector. Yeah, so this is our, our police officer come sword expert, come CSI agent, is now back in the underground garage picking out bits of sword. And um, he's down there. Yeah. But again, this hasn't been closed off as a crime scene by the looks of it. No, so somebody's had their head removed here. It's still an active investigation. Yeah. So yes, there's a line, but Conor McLeod still got back in again. Yeah. So with a car park, especially an underground car park, there can only be limited entrances and exits. Why aren't they being guarded? Well. Oh, another Queen song in the background. Yeah. So they just it just pops up all the way through. Yeah. Also, oh. also shows how That's versatile a... Queen were with their sound. Oh, they were amazingly versatile. You think about some of the different tracks they did across the 70s and 80s and the early 90s. Yeah. It's an amazing array. Tangent klaxon. <laughs> it would be really hard to pigeonhole them. Yeah. You can say rock, but, but it becomes a very big rock sign, doesn't it? They're best known for some of their big... And, and, and thermic rock numbers 
but I think it's albums like what is it, The Night at the Opera? Yeah. Day at the Races. None of those would you would if you if you didn't know what they did, you wouldn't say they if, were. If that they was your band, first introduction you would go to Queen, or if you had only ever heard Bohemian Rhapsody and then you were given that album to listen to, other than the distinctiveness of Freddie Mercury's voice, you probably wouldn't be wouldn't call it the same as the same band. No. Just shows how good they all were as a band, though. Yeah, absolutely. And one of those bands which never seemed to have fallen out. No, they still just carried on going. And, yeah. and well, they're still going. They're still going now. They're still going now. They've just they just have a different lead singer. Don't yeah. They? yeah. I mean, it'd be, it'd be, I think that's quite a good way of doing it. I think it'd be very hard to have a permanent replacement for Freddie. Well, they they do have Adam Lambert, who is the he does a lot of the standing. Yeah, but there are people they have other ones every now and again, don't they? Yeah. But I could be wrong. But you know the fact that but they never. There was never any stories about them falling out. And no, I'm, I'm sure they no, probably did. Of course, they must, you must have them spending all that time together, yeah. especially on tours, and they did some big tours, didn't they? I will just say at this moment, just because I have to, that I saw Roger Taylor and um, Brian May play with the Foo Fighters. They came out and did a song with the Foo Fighters at one of the gigs I was at once. Which one was that? Um, it was it was a gig at the Roundhouse oh. in Camden. Um, oh, it was fantastic. To, just to see them come out and do a number with the first. I'm trying to think if I've seen either of them do anything. Brian May has oh. got the biggest poodle perm you've ever seen. I'm sh- have they ever done anything with Def Leppard? Because mm. I, I saw so. Def Leppard at Hammersmith and I'm sure one of them. Yeah. Oh. oh, back to the film then. Yeah. Okay, so the bad guy, who I don't think has a name, does he? I don't, I don't think he's been named yet, has yeah. he? He's tracked down both McLeod and the policewoman. Yeah. And the policewoman was tracking McLeod. Yes. Then McLeod tracked her. Yeah. And the bad guy, who we presume the bad guy, has tracked both of them. Yeah. This is without any mobile phones in those days. It's, well, then we begin to find out that these... Let, let, let's say it, immortals are in a way drawn towards one another they sense when one's about don't they and isn't the ultimate thing that they continue fighting until there's only one of them left yeah which I think we do hear the phrase there can be only one yeah many times in this movie and that 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 phrase has sort of fallen into people's lexicon hasn't it yes there can only be one can can only be one There there can be only one yeah This helicopter's quite low. Over a building site. Yeah. Okay, and then they've all run away. In different directions. Yeah. Which seems to have confused them. And, and neither of them have noticed that there was a police officer there. Yeah. Well, I think to be fair though, they wouldn't have been able to spot it's just an 80s woman with big hair. Yeah. that's going to happen yeah she clearly suspects something well she's definitely curious yeah if nothing else oh hello oh hang on we've, we've jumped back again oh that was really quick weren't it yeah oh he's alive yep so back in the Highland days we saw him die we did there was wailing and gnashing of teeth well, the whaling had to stop, though. Yeah. Apparently. And now he's alive. That's not allowed. 
and automatically it's the work of the devil. Well, now if they know about the devil, then but it, surely... always, it always was though, wasn't it? Anything they couldn't explain was the work of the devil. Yeah, it was never the work of the other one though, was it? No. The work of God. Yeah. Blimey, straight away. Yeah. His own family just calling him out as the devil. Wow, there's no love there. There isn't. At all, Once isn't you're there. dead, you're supposed to stay dead. Yeah. I have to say. I mean, it would unnerve me. It would Yeah. You see, you see this guy die, and now he's having shit beaten out of him. Yeah. <laughs> But he's going to be all right, apparently. Look, looking at Christopher Lambert in, in, in these two roles, back as Conor McLeod in the, the ancient times of the long hair, and his modern day version, mm -hmm. I think he's very much more suited for that modern day version. I'm not sure the, the long hair and braids is, is really working for him. It's not really a look that he's rocking. True, but well, I think as you said a few minutes ago, it doesn't look younger there. I bear in mind he's immortal, he shouldn't look any different, but... Yeah. They all do, oh, look. Do you reckon they've all just wanted to have a pot shot at him for I years? So. I reckon, And yeah. now that they've called him the devil and put him in stocks, they can just beat the shit out of him. Yeah. She turned on him quickly. Yeah. <laughs> So he's being banished now. Yeah. So that's actually what kindness looked like. He's being banished rather yeah. than burnt. Yeah. I suppose it worked though. Yeah, he's, well, he's not dead. Yeah, I mean, the, blo <laughs> the bloke did let him get away. Yeah. Um, I presume, was that, his, was that a relative of his or leader of, the leader of the tribe? Uh, not. I, I assume Kingsmen were brothers, cousins. Anyone distantly re Anyone related? Anyone, uh, yeah. Maybe had the same name. Oh, uh, we're back to the 80s. Shall we have a quick rundown of, um, in what seems like a quiet moment, of, of people that were also lined up to play this role? Yeah, go on then, because he definitely wasn't the first choice, was he? He wasn't. Kurt Russell was first choice, but Goldie Hawn talked him out of it. What did he do, what did he do instead? Uh, I don't know what he did instead of this. They chose I him. Do, uh, little Big China. Oh, he did, he did that. At the same time. Ah, because they chose him because of his role in Escape from New York. Yeah. They thought he had the right look for, for this, but they offered it to him. And at the time, I think he was with Goldie Hawn. Yep. And I think she took one look at it and said, no, don't touch that. <laughs> um, so others, Michael Douglas. Okay. Kevin Costner. Sting. I mean, they really wanted Sting in this film, didn't they? Yeah, any which way. Yeah. Maybe they thought they could get him to play the lead. He could do the songs as well. Oh, yeah. Two for the price of one. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mel Gibson. Ooh. Which, I mean, I suppose he eventually got to play the Scottish. Yeah, he eventually got to put on the bearskin yeah. and be a, be a clansman, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Kevin Costner. You said them. Did I say, did I say yeah. Kevin Costner? Um, Patrick Swayze. Ooh, I can't picture that. No, I can't. Can't that look? And how about this one, Mark Singer? Do you remember Mark Singer? Remind me. Did you ever used to watch the series V? Oh God, I, I never really got into it. But I, I remember watching. He it. was the lead rebel in that. <coughs> and, and for for a while, he did a series called Midnight Caller. 
Oh, as well. Was that the radio? Yeah. That's where they used to phone it. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. So, so they went for some real big 80s names there, didn't oh, he they? He would have been, um, that would have been a breakout movie for him then, wouldn't it? Yeah. At the time, cause he was doing TV stuff. Yeah. Hello. Oh, hang on. He's got no stock, so he appears to be working as a, a blacksmith and... Um, He's found, found himself a new love. Yeah. Uh, he's going to have a wash. There we go. Just <laughs> stick his head in a bucket of water. Washed. To be fair though, mate, how the, how the weather is at the moment, I wouldn't mind. A big <laughs> bucket of water. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so he's, he's obviously found happiness yeah. in his banishment. Yeah, although where has she come from then? I mean, she must have been part of someone else's well, clan, surely. I'm guessing he's, he's just met her. Well, they seem to be living a life of isolation, don't yeah. they? Maybe she... Oh. oh, hang on. What the hell is this? <laughs> now, I remember the first time I watched this. This is not how I expected to see Sean Connery appear in the movie. <laughs> Or any movie. Is it, it brilliant? He's, he's done up how, to the night. How flamboyantly dressed is Sean Connery in this? Yeah. He's, he's, and he's clearly not meant to be from Scotland, but he's still Sean Connery with that yeah. Scottish accent. So he's Scottish, and he appears to be dressed in some very odd-looking clothes. <laughs> So isn't he supposed to be of, he's an Egyptian of, that, who's currently residing in, in, in some sort of Spanish court, isn't he? Yeah. That's, that's his lineage in this. Okay. Suddenly it's pissing it down. Oh, hello. Fuck it out. Back in New York. We, we, we spoke over it a little bit, but he did mention a phrase there called the quickening. Yes. But it all just, the weather just turned suddenly, he started yeah. getting hit by lightning. So, I'm sure we get to find out as it goes on, but the quickening, is, is that what happens when two immortals meet? They, they suddenly realise there's... Well, it didn't happen before when he met the other guy. No. The weather didn't suddenly change, did it? No, but it was, there was that kind of... There was a few sparks going on in the underground cave. Yeah, but not when they first met on the on the highlands. But yeah, there was just just at the beginning of the battle. There was some lightning. Was there? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. So, how are you liking the um the, the, the man man goes on the run? Do you know what? I've enjoyed it all the way through. I mean, we had the the first beer we shared. This one with a can each, and fairly much done it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm actually really pleased about it. It was a lot more subtle than I was expecting it to be. I'm I'm glad it's not a juicy mango. No, it's a, it's more of a bitter mango. There is a little bit of of sweetness in there. Um, I think if that warmed too quickly, that sweetness would would be overpowering. Oh, yeah, if we especially as it's warm weather at the moment. Um, so whenever anyone's here, this this is during our our heat wave. Um, another five or ten minutes, and it may start to go towards that cloying. Yeah. You wouldn't want it any warmer. No, absolutely not. You want, you want it cold. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, I thought it was going to be a bit more juicy, a bit more gloopy, and it's none of those things, but 
I guess that's probably not what Innocent Gun would have done anyway. No, not really. Beer for the masses, but pleasantly surprised? I'm pleasantly surprised with it, absolutely. Back to uh, Scotland. Again. And Sean Connery snorting something. Yeah. It just pulled out of a secret pocket. <laughs> now, evidently, these two got on like an absolute house on fire. Yeah. On set, they became really good friends. Didn't they throughout this film? To, to the point where they were calling each other by their character names. Yes. And, spoiler, there was a Highlander 2. Yep. Which came out five years later. And it, um, on Christopher Lambert's insistence, Sean Connery made a reappearance. He did. The only film he's played apart twice, apart from Bond. Oh, really? Yep. He's never repeated or resurrected a role. Oh, wow. And of all the films, it was Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> so he must have really enjoyed himself. Yeah, but he filmed he filmed all his scenes in a week. Yeah, as as well. So, so whatever happens, it was a week. Yeah. Right. Is this the first time they've actually said it? He's thrown him into the water. He can't swim, and he said, "It's okay. You're immortal." I think I think this is, is the, this first the first time, time we've heard the word immortal. Yeah, yeah. And we've now got Conor McLeod essentially standing on the bottom of a lake. Yeah. Or, or a lock. Well, it would be a lock, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, very clear lock. Very clear. Very clear water. Yeah. I mean, he could probably see I mean, Nessie that's, there, that's couldn't he? That's almost like a fish tank, isn't it? If the Loch Ness Monster's there, he can see it. Yeah. He's, he's now laughing underwater yeah. as well. He's now thought, oh, actually, do you know what? This is all right. Yeah. Check me out, me sword underwater. Yeah, I can look. I can cut seaweed. Yeah. <laughs> he's coming out looking a bit like a... B-movie Aquaman. Yeah. I think he's a bit pissed off, if I'm honest. Yeah. Well, that's fair enough. He did just chuck him in. In the middle of the lake. I mean, he, he didn't know he was going to survive, yeah. did he? Oops. Okay. Sean's showing off. Just a little bit. This is one of those uh, master, tutor kind of things, isn't it? Yeah. Jedi Padawan yeah. moments, isn't it? You just told him he can't die. Yeah. But why has he turned up? So this, that was the explanation. That's, and that's explaining a lot though, isn't it? Now we're getting flashbacks within a flashback. Yes. <laughs> right, as we finish the mango, um, sticking on the IPA theme, in case no one's noticed yet. Although not a green can has been harmed yet. It's just shocking. So we're talking about the gathering again. No, that was the quickening. No, you just said the gathering. Yeah, but the quickening was mentioned before. Yeah, the gathering oh, something right. different. Okay. Oh, it's confusing, isn't it? Gathering the quickening. Gathering quickening, immortals. There's a lot to keep up with in the eighties. Yeah. Oh, now you've got your classic eighties beach scene. Yeah. There's, there's one of these in one of the Rocky films as well, isn't yeah. there? I think it became the rigor, didn't it, for a while? I think you had to have an eighties eighties beach scene. 
Yeah, the beach scene of someone on a horse in um in one of the Daniel Craig Bond films, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Might have been Casino Royale. Apparently, nice segue. Um, Sean Connery, Connery famously has a no Bond rule on when he's in a film that people aren't allowed to mention it or call him by it. Um, and one of the, um, I think it's um, Connor's blonde wife here, mm-hmm. his, his new wife that, that he's got, not the, the original one that turned on him, but the new one. Um, first day on the set, as, as Sean Connery was walking around it, she just screamed out, Bond! <laughs> and apparently just turned around and laughed. Brilliant. Probably just that he probably says it. He probably says it for as much in those days to see how many people would obey the rule. Yeah. Well, you know, if she said something to me, I'd probably laugh as well. It's kind of guy I am. If an attractive girl says something, I just giggle, especially in the eighties. Ooh. Okay, so we're getting some we're getting some rules and some laws to this as well. Holy grounds. You're safe on holy ground. And they will keep battling until there's only one of them left. But why? Yeah, who wrote all of these rules? Yeah. Now Sean's doing an impression of a stag. He is, yeah. It's got a bit of a Star Wars thing, hasn't it? About being yeah. aware of your surroundings and that kind of thing, yeah. isn't it? I thought Sean also had a do, do not run in his film. He, he has. But he looks like he's running unless it's a stunt double. I don't think that's him running there. That where we saw his legs moving quickly. You think that was a stunt double doing that? Yeah. Have you ever done that? Jumped off like a cliff into water? No. I'd love to do that somewhere. That'd be in the right place. I'm somewhere really sunny. Oh yeah. So I'd love to do that. I'd jump off a small cliff, like two or three foot. Probably don't count as a cliff. More of a ledge. It's more like a diving board. I, I ju- yeah. <laughs> I've got off the springboard. <laughs> I mean, they are fighting in some odd places. That, 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 they are. That's, that's a hell of a training montage yeah. we've just seen. I mean, that is. you have to climb all the way up there just to have a sword yeah. fight. Right, so cheers. cheers. What, so what are we on? So we've gone back to Fallen Brewing again. Um, again, another beer which is naturally carbonated, unfiltered. Um, it's... Platform C, India Pale Ale. Oh, that's got a cracking nose on that. Oh, that's a good start. Right, if there can only be one, why is he bothering to train him? Yeah, why, why didn't he just turn up and have his head off? Yeah, because quite clearly he could have done that at any stage yeah. up until he finished his training. Now just a little thing about Fallen as, as well. Most of their beers are named after, are on like a theme of a train. It's a train, they? isn't it? Because we had Choo Choo before, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, it's, it's, 
is it? Am I right in saying they're they're based? The brewery's based in an old train shed. There's definitely. I'm sure or there's definitely station. something. Yeah. I was trying to think about that, but there's definitely a theme all the way through, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, that's that's lovely though, that isn't it? That's, uh, I'm I'm a bit. It's a bit of a shame I've only got the one to share. Yeah. It's a uh, citrusy pine going on in there. Dry finish. Bitter. Big big bitter finish. Yeah. It's like some sort of Highland Fair going on here. It must be well away from his previous clan. One, one can only assume they're not going to pop in. Yeah. And call him a witch. So look, everything's good for him. He's got a new mate. He's immortal. Yeah. He's got a beautiful partner. There's bad news coming. Of course there is. See? There it is. <laughs> you must leave her. That would... so, so, so they're immortals. Yep. Go on. But they're different ages. Yeah, I want, I've wondered that for ages. So, as, a, as, as an immortal, you, you're born immortal. So, he's, he just said he was born 437 years ago. Yeah. But yet, he's aged to a point, and assuming he's just stopped. Well, do you age really slowly? Just right, almost like minutia. Because we said that Conor McLeod looks younger in his Highland days than his New York days. And there's what about 400 years in between. Yeah. So do you just age really slowly? A bit like Captain Jack in Doctor Who. He's immortal, mm-hmm. but he says that he thinks he does age a little bit, and eventually, bit of a spoiler, apparently he turns into the face of Bo, which is just a head. Oh, okay. A massive, great big head. That's something they threw in there once. So do you just age really, really slowly? But. That being the case, then Sean Connery must have had a bit of a spurt at some point. Yeah, because he's a lot older than Conor McLeod. But I think the thing is with modern day Conor McLeod, or what is it, Thomas Nash, as he yeah. is, is he's goes by, he doesn't just look a bit older, but he also looks really tired and weary. Yeah, grizzled. Yeah, it's like, it's like I mean, you know, nobody, well, I say nobody wants to die, everyone wants to live forever, but would you not get to a point where you were just like, well, I'm, I'm bored now. Well, not just that, but it's also, and again, I'm going to link it into the Doctor Who thing, so if it's come up in the modern series, is about watching those that you love pass away. Fade away and die. Yeah, yeah, because that's what would happen. That would be the natural course of events. If you weren't living a warrior, immortal lifestyle, then surely if you were having a steady relationship, eventually that person's going to get old. Yeah, and they can't have children either, can they? I'm not sure whether they've revealed that yet. But, but is it... They say can't, don't they, rather than shouldn't. Yeah, they can't have yeah. children. Which means that there's a finite amount of mortals. They were created or appeared. They must have been created and for a reason or a purpose. Or they've been placed on the earth. Yeah. Do we, ne- do we ever get to find any of that out in any of the sequels? Because this, this went on to... that there were We ended up with four films in the end, didn't we? Were there four? I think there was and at least three. And then there was a spin-off TV series. Which went on for six series. And then there was a animated series as well. So it spawned its whole... Like a whole universe. Yeah. I mean, I've only ever caught bits of the series. You know, when you're flicking through after you used to come in from the pub yeah. and stuff, flicking through. And to be honest, they weren't actually that awful. Not when you, you know, you've some people's opinions of this film isn't great 
But again, for, certainly from what I can remember of the sequels, two was fucking terrible. Two was terrible. But then three, almost, it was one of these series where it pretended like two had never happened. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, look out. Okay, so the big fella's back. Yeah, and, and he, I, I he think he just got named as well, didn't he? Did he call him? But he, well, he recognised Ramirez. Yeah. You're too late. I've prepared it for you. You waste your time. He said, get out. Yeah. Why does it, when anyone says get out, why do they never get out? No, I'm going to stand in the back of the room, screaming. Yes, and let the bad guy know exactly where I am. Yeah. In this building which has limited escape routes. Oh yeah, this is the one. They, they start climbing to the top, chopping lumps out of it as they're going up, yeah. don't they? And she's just still a... just there screaming, yeah. get out. Where was Connor? I can't remember where he'd gone. At this point? But, right. I, I don't know about you. I've, there's nothing I can do to help Ramirez here. Whether I'm a man or a woman. No. Run away. Yes. He, he looks like he's done for, doesn't he? Yeah. And he's just thrown him on the floor. But that's not gonna, he knows he's not going to die. Yeah, he's just, he's just explained the rules. Didn't he? Yeah, he can't die. So what was the benefit of that? Yeah. And now he's looking surprised that he's getting up. Yeah. And you've left him closer to the woman who presumably you were thinking you were going to protect. Yeah. Not doing a great job there, Ramirez. Yeah. I'm afraid. Yes, Mr. Bond. I mean, they've got to be some impressive swords, haven't they, to be taking down the walls of an ancient building. Yeah, which looked up until this point fairly solid, to be yeah. honest. Well, let's be honest, it's in the middle of a storm and it's not collapsing. No, it's not doing anything. Oh, she's still screaming. Still screaming, yeah. Just, just get out. Run away, look. You've almost had... Well, you'll be up to five minutes by the time this fight. You have plenty of time to go somewhere. Yeah. And he wouldn't necessarily spot you. It's only the immortals who spot each other. This is your neck of the woods, love. You could have hidden in the countryside with a view on the building, waiting for Connor to return. If Ramirez doesn't survive, it's not going to go well for you. Well, he's taking lumps out of him. He's already sliced his throat. Yeah, but... Oh, that looked like it hurt. Yeah. And he just sliced well, it across I mean, to be his fair, chest. To be fair, they're immortal, but they still suffer pain, don't they? Yeah. Because obviously McLeod was in pain and then died the first time. Yeah, because they don't heal, do they? We no. Don't, we don't see Kurgan heal from these wounds. No, his throat, he's still got the scars there, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. I don't think that's going to do much. No. 
No. No. Okay. One less. Bond has literally lost his head. Yeah. And now we're seeing the the quickening, isn't it? This is the quickening, isn't it? Where they gain uh, extra power. It's like a. They, they, gain, they gain like the life force of the one that they've just killed, yeah. don't they? It's a bit of a power up. Yeah. In game terms. Do they also get some of their knowledge as well? Uh, that bit's never come out. That bit's never come out. The inference is, is definitely the power. When he started to fall down edge, you know, he reminds me, he looked like Jaws out of the Bond films. <laughs> he was very reminiscent of, of him. Especially some it? of the looks on his face. Yeah. Now, the guy who plays the Kurgan is uh, Clancy Brown, isn't he? He is. Now, he's been in a few things, hasn't he? Yes, most famously for us, The Flash. Yes, he was in The Flash, the first series of The Flash. Well, he's also appeared in a few of the DC series as the same character, hasn't he? Uh, yes, he has appeared in... Because wasn't he... He was originally in the... Wasn't he first in Arrow? Because what he was the... Didn't he create Grodd? Yes, he was part of the Grodd experiment. He yeah. was part of it. Oh, New York. We've jumped back again. Yeah. And she at his building. That's a lot of facts. That is a lot of exploration. She knows a lot. But she did have that book. He was reading that book of hers earlier. He was, yeah. Because it looked to be about 600 pages or something. So he's done done his research on her as well. So he he knows who she is. Yeah. So someone who who can live forever runs an antique store. Who would have thought? That's not a bad one though, is it? No. Because there was that, I don't know if you ever saw it. Did you ever see that program Forever? It was on Sky. It was just one series of it. It was no. a guy who was in, who was the original stretch in the Fantastic Four films. No. The Welsh guy who was Hornblower. Can't really, I can never pronounce his name. Oh, and, um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. He ran an antique store in Forever. Because again, same thing. He was immortal, could live forever. The antique store was obviously a good cover. Yeah. For having all this old, old sh- and knowing about all the old shit as well. Oh. Oh, oh hold on. This ain't the Highlands. It's a completely different flashback now. Okay, this is what World War Two. Yeah, I'm guessing World War Two. Yeah, yeah, they weren't World War One. So this is World War Two, and uh, Conor McLean looks like he's in a heap of trouble. He does. He's just run through a battlefield. Yeah, well, he can't die, but still, you want to be you you wouldn't want to be captured either, though, would you? Yeah, well, no. You can't die. You never escape. You never. Life is life. isn't it? You you know, if you're never going to die in prison, you are literally going to end up. In prison yeah, for forever. No? And at some point, someone's going to ask, start asking questions. Don't be afraid. What's your name? Rachel. Okay, he's found a little girl called Rachel in this warehouse. Bombshelled building. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say. Oh. He's just been shot as mm. well. Okay, he was walking very nonchalantly, yeah. though. Hey, it's a kind of magic. Oh. So that's almost product placement. Yeah. 
Okay, that's quite. I quite like that line. Yeah. That's like, yeah, you're an Nazi, so I'm just going to shoot you anyway. Oh. Ah, so we've now established that his secretary is the girl he saved. Must be Rachel. Yes. I do wonder, you know, thinking about that program I mentioned forever, whether there was this had a bit of a base on it. Because do you think um, it was in this universe? I don't know if it was in this universe to uh, coin a geek phrase that we often use. Um, but in Forever, the guy has basically a dad who just is obviously now older than he is. Because oh, he was adopted right, yeah, at some yeah. point. So his dad carries on, gets older, and he stays the same. Obviously, his ward, for want of a better phrase, yeah. she's just going to carry on aging and he stayed the same age. So she not. knows he's immortal. She's learned that one. Well, of course, because she's also seen him die. Get, get, get shot. Yeah. But then we, we also find out, don't we, we might possibly jump in ahead here, that the building that he, he owns, he essentially bought many years ago. Yeah, hands it down to himself. Hands it down, finds somebody that's died takes their name and then hands it down yeah. to, to that person. Again, not the worst plan ever. No, it's because you could have bought a property for pennies back whenever it was and it's probably prime real estate yeah. now. Although, you don't, well, the size of this place in New York, that's massive. It is, yeah. If that place actually existed as is right now in New York, I mean, bloody hell. Yeah, he's done well for himself, hasn't yeah. he? Although her f- apartment doesn't look exactly small. No. Now, I think anything that's got a hallway has got to have multiple rooms, hasn't it? I mean... Yeah. So she's uh, some sort of sword expert. She writes books. She works for the police. And she's clearly on a good salary. Yes. But then, you know, I suppose she's... The book probably brings in more. Yeah, possibly. Presumably. Yeah. And we did see her surreptitiously put on a tape recorder earlier. Yeah. And just stick it in a box. I'm, I'm, I'm confused, though, and I know we've, we've been speaking. How did we get to the point where they're having dinner? That a bit, I don't know, but I'm just wondering how much, how much recording... I like your plays, Brenda. How much recording is the tape recorder going to do when it's in a box? That's true. And at most, it's a C90. Yeah. So you'd have, to get, you'd have to get your conversation in quite early, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. And, and for those listening that don't remember what a C90 is, back in the days of cassettes, you, you had, they came in 60 minutes, 90 minutes, and occasionally you could get a one, 120. But you didn't always trust the 120 because they were the ones that most likely to come yeah. out of the cassette. And that wasn't on each side though, was it? So that was the, that, that was the total time on both sides of the cassette. So the, um, but, yeah, so she still would have had to flip over the cassette. That's, and and <laughs> I, I, I quite remember quite clearly when a cassette finished recording, it made quite an audible <laughs> click. Yes. Not wanting to pull holes in the, <laughs> in, the plan. In, in the plot too much, but I think there are a few errors there. Um, well, not just that, I mean, it's a bit, isn't she taking a huge risk? Yeah. Because so far, as far as we're aware, the police only had one suspect. For whatever reason, it was him. It's him. And she's just invited him over. So whatever, surely whatever... Well, maybe not in the 80s, but now, 
this wouldn't stand up in court, would it? But isn't it? It's, it's entrapment, yeah. isn't it? They, they can't... Anything she gets out of him, she can't use... It'd be inadmissible, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, surely. So he's, he's now... Sniffing brandy. He's a bit of an expert on and brandy. And reeling off a whole load of history about brandy. So, what were your final thoughts? Because we, we both finished that pretty rapidly. I, I, wish, platform C. I wish we'd had a can each. That was incredible. That was, yeah, that was, was really good. Really nice. That was... Again, I know that we're both very samey on some of these these types of IPAs, but this was the type of IPA I'd lo- which I made me fall in love. Yeah, with with IPAs. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So one of the gifts he's given her is her, her own book. Is her own book. Yeah. Well, to be fair, it'd be interesting if she tried to shoot him. Well, yeah, she, she'd find out exactly what was going on <laughs> at, at that point, wouldn't she? Okay, so our next beer, continuing on the Scottish theme, yeah, and also a theme from the last opinions on films, we've gone for Super Tenants. Or, or Tenant Super. Ten- oh, is it Tenant Super? Yeah, Tenant uh, Super. Which was actually devastated to find out is, is actually no longer Scottish. Lager, a brewed under exclusive license and distributed by ABI UK Limited, Luton. Yeah. Quite a few miles south of Scotland. Gutted about yeah. that. You know, I'm, I'm thinking brilliant. I mean, that, I mean, to be fair, it says brewed, very carefully, it says brewed in the UK, doesn't it say? It does. On the front. Please drink responsibly, 8%, and then the words underneath that are most brilliant. Serve ice cold. Yeah. Get rid of any flavour you're about to taste. Yeah. So, on that note, cheers. Cheers. Oh, I've just got a, a moment for what is one of the most iconic Queen tracks of all time. Smells like a lager. Tastes like a little bit of sweet lager. It's a bit of a sticky lager, isn't it? Yeah. According to the ingredients, it only tastes. It only contains malted barley. Is that all? Yeah, doesn't go out in, in, into anything else. That's all we've got. Somehow managed to make a beer with just one of the four ingredients <laughs> yeah. needed to make beer. Yep. Now, interestingly, doing a little bit of research on the beer, so the majority of tenants' brands are still brewed in Scotland, apart from this one, where this brand was actually sold to ABI to, for them to produce under licence. Only the tenants, so what, that tenants extra? There was tenants extra as well, wasn't there? Tenants lager, tenants light, tenants gold. There's a, there's a whole list of tenants. But tenants, so ABI, for whatever reason, particularly wanted this one. I'm so, not, I don't know if, I don't know if they own the whole. So it's brewed in Luton. Brewery. It's not brewed at Charles Wells, is it? Possibly. It's the only ones I know in that direction. In case anyone doesn't know, I mean, obviously the song, it, we're back in Scotland. We are, and we're seeing a bit of a montage of happy days. And Heather's quite old now. Yeah. But Connor hasn't changed. No. And Connor doesn't care that she's older. No. 
And somewhat iconically, she's holding a spring lamb. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's got to be horrible. Yeah. Why would you want to be immortal if, yeah, you, when if, it's like, you, yeah. if you have to constantly see the ones you love die? Yeah. Surely it would lend you, lend itself to... Being immortal would lend itself to being someone like, well, Bond, as we mentioned it before, yeah. because Bond doesn't do the long-lasting relationships. In that case, you're fine. But if you're going to fall in love, have a meaningful relationship, then at some point, you're going to be saying goodbye. Yeah, but even if you take the other route, that, that's, that's going to be a lonely existence, isn't yeah. it? Because you're never going to get close to anyone and you're going to see people come and go. Yeah, see, that's the disadvantage, isn't it? All right, here's the question then. Would you take immortality? Bearing in mind, let's assume that we're going on the same Highlander route. The only way you can actually die is if someone chops your head off. So... No, I don't want that. Oh, my head chopped off. I don't really want immortality. I don't want immortality. Maybe, maybe the one thing... Immortality versus wanting to be able to do everything that I've wanted to do in life while I'm still healthy enough to be able to do it, do it and enjoy it. So essentially, to tick off everything you'd have on your bucket list. Yeah. As as opposed to, and and once you've done all of that, once you put your last tick in your box, that's it. Okay, now I'm done. I don't think I could be immortal. No, I don't think I'd have the capacity to do it. I think it'd be too much. We've gone a bit deep now. We have gone deep. It's not like us. No. All right, back to the beer. Back to the beer. Um, Do you know what? I'm not, not hating it. <laughs> we enjoyed the special brew. That's it's not a it's not a shit beer. <laughs> it really isn't. <laughs> Although what again? That's going to get hard to drink the warmer it gets. Oh, there's a reason why they say oh, it's cut. Oh, we, this, oh, yeah. This has only started <laughs> off as, I would say, good fridge temperature. It's not ice cold. It wasn't ice it cold. It wasn't ice cold. And it doesn't take much for warming up at the moment because it's quite a sticky evening yeah. as well. Um, and it doesn't taste 8% either. It doesn't taste 8% at all. You know, it's got a bit in it because it's uh, it's got that sweetness to it. But, like I said, I'm not hating it. I wonder what I would have thought about. Like I said, I had special brew once when I was about nineteen and hated it, hated every drop I had of it. Where is he now? I think we're back in New York, modern day. Okay. Okay. Oh. So obviously another immortal. Presumably, who's not trying to blend into New York at all. No. And so is this like he's a he's Lando Calrissian? I, I think I think he's about to explain it. Aren't they all now being drawn to this one place because there's only a few of them left? Well, we can't poison him. So, yeah. The gathering is here. There we go. Oh. quite a fun scene this one I, 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 I remember this one and I've always enjoyed it yeah oh yes your famous duel on Boston College <laughs> you were drunk and what was that guy's name again? okay so as an immortal you can get drunk which is interesting 
because in again some of the cult lore which we watch it's almost impossible yeah. for anyone with powers to end up pissed yeah because their meta powers just override it yeah <laughs> I love this yeah <laughs> this bloke has killed him twice so far he just keeps killing him yeah. and he keeps getting up even though he's pissed as well yeah I recognise the other bloke as well the one he's fighting against what else has he been in? Oh, I wish I could remember now. <laughs> does, does he end up shooting him? Yeah. <laughs> that, that was that's basically where he got to. Was just shooting him. I've got to say, at this point, almost just over halfway through the film, it, it's been a bit of a rough ride so far to keep up with what's going on. This this comedy injection at this point. Was, was just about perfect. Oh, I think it, this is brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so the guy who I thought I recognised, a guy called Ian Reddington um, from Sheffield. Yeah. Actor and producer, known for Benidorm, Shameless and Robin Hood. Oh, okay. He's, he's, gonna, he's about to shoot his aid. Yeah. <laughs> Shot him in the arse. <laughs> Which I'm presuming was still pretty fatal in those yeah. days. Yeah. Uh, back to the 80s then. Yep. In the, so the, the Kurgan lives in is staying what can only be described as a CD apartment block yeah basically so at this point we're thinking what there are three of them left well yeah. that's what we've seen so far well, we, saw, well, we saw Ramirez get killed in the Highlands we saw the guy at the wrestling be killed the black dude that he was talking to who he's known for for centuries, yeah. currently still alive, Kurgan and McLeod. So yeah, at the moment we only know three, three, three that are left. But why? Uh, this is the bit I'm still not getting. Right, so I get why they're not that fast about facing up to the Kurgan. Are they just all hoping that one of the other good immortals will kill the Kurgan, then they can kill the last good immortal? Maybe, because the good ones don't seem to want to kill each other, No, because if the good ones kill each other, then one of them would have to then face up. Yeah. Won't they? So I don't... Oh, is that a bit more Queen here? Yeah. That's a... Uh, that's Hammer to Fall, that one. Yeah. So we've now just gone to some dude driving around playing Queen in a muscle car. Who's got a whole load of guns yeah. on the passenger seat. So what are we thinking? Vigilante? Easily a vigilante, yeah. So this is uh, you know, like 30 years before Arrow then. Yeah, assuming had the, had the writers to this had some sort of right to one of the better known vigilantes <laughs> in, in, in sort of superhero comics, it possibly would have been then. So who's fighting here then? Well, we've definitely got Kurgan. And it's definitely Immortals because it's sword fighting yeah. going on. Oh, well, it's, 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 it's the, the fellow that, yeah, it's the fellow that Connor is just looking yeah. for. Right. To be fair, as they're having a sword fight against each other, I wouldn't be getting involved. I would quite happily. Oh, and there goes another head. Mm, do you reckon that? 
I mean, really? Would you? What, what's he achieved by doing that? Well, for himself. Good night. Good night, Vienna. Well, I suppose so, yeah. Because he's going to be awfully shocked in a minute. Because that was a lot of bullets he put in that bloke. But did he chop the other guy's head off? Oops. Oh, this is horrible, this scene, isn't it? Yeah, it's where he picks him up on the sword. Yeah. And doesn't he let him slide down onto it? This film was only a 15 at the time as well. Oh, my word. It's at the, I mean, at the time, it's, it's quite violent for a 15. Yeah. Oh, okay, so he had time to kill the other bloke before the quickening. Yep. Before he absorbs the energy. More power. So assuming that it's now, we're now thinking it's it's just him and Connor left. Yeah. Who's Connor killed? We've not seen Connor kill anyone. Yeah, so... Oh, just the one guy at the wrestling. Yeah. Okay, and he came after him by the looks of it, so... Surely this guy's more powerful. Yeah, he must be. And he's isn't he? He's, he's kind of being portrayed that in that way yeah. as well, isn't he? He's a lot taller as well. He's just a bigger bloke. He is, yeah. No, oh, oh. hell! Things are exploding now. We've moved on from cars just falling apart. This is just buildings and everything. This looks like David Tennant regenerating <laughs> in the end of time. How many more Doctor Who references do you want to get oh, into Oh, there's this? at least another 40 minutes in the field left. <laughs> I've done Bond and Doctor Who so far. <laughs> you're, you're a happy man. You had wrestling. <laughs> I had wrestling for a couple of minutes at the beginning. Okay, fair point. Um, what do you think about the tenants? It's alright, <laughs> isn't it? Let's, let's be honest. We've got some more Queen music coming up. Yep. And he's just taking the car with some old yeah. lady in it. Why is she standing up, though? I'm not sure. Now, he's about to start running people over. Spoiler. First person that he runs over is actually the director of the film. Oh, is it? Yeah. He, he put himself in to be that first person that gets gets hit by the runaway Kurgan. <laughs> <laughs> You would though, wouldn't you? If you were directing a film, wouldn't you want to give yourself a a little bit part? Well, do you reckon that my Stan Lee's been in every film? Of course. Yeah, but we look for Stan Lee now, don't we? Yeah. We look out for Stan Lee. Is he alive? Seriously? No. I'm not having that. So the guy who put like a hundred bullets into the Kurgan and then the Kurgan put a knife right through his stomach, lifted him up and then jumped to the ground, is alive. Yeah. And can talk. But yet still bleeding through his bandages. No way. Come on. I was right in Immortals, now they're stretching the credibility oh, here. Yeah, it's... I mean, it is really drinkable, isn't it? Yeah, too, too drinkable to be fair. And you can buy, I mean, how much did that cost? That one well, I bought that as a single can. Yeah. 
and I'm quite proud because it was the last of a four pack and it still had the the what, plastic, plastic the old, the old fan, fan, fashion yeah, ones yeah and so I actually I bought it out of the shop holding it by the plastic <laughs> so and this was about um, half past nine on Sunday morning as well and I think I think the shop, shopkeeper looked at you he looked at me as if to say bit early for that mate yeah. he's thinking you came in here with your children last week yeah <laughs> uh, 265 a can ok that's you're probably paying top price for that I reckon you're here, you can probably get it cheaper definitely get a four pack cheaper I reckon mm, yeah possibly so what's that four pack about a tenner for a four pack a four pack 8% beer four foot no these are 500s mind blown well it would be if you drank all four of them in a short yeah, space of time oh, absolutely yeah we used to sell all these in the off license did you tenants extra tenants well it used reach. to be when I was looking it up and getting disappointed by the fact that it wasn't brewed in Scotland anymore so it kind of ruined our whole Scottish thing um, it used to be 9% so they've they've brought, oh, really? it, they've brought it down a, a whole percent responsible drinking clearly so do they now fit the Portman rules then <laughs> I imagine so. Actually, yeah. How many units is it? Uh, she's looking. She's looking through registries now, of names and dates of birth and things. Okay, so she's now starting to piece it together. Yeah. Actually, it doesn't say how many units it is. So weirdly, it says please drink responsibly, and it says how many more units. Oh, this is four units. And it, that was there or thereabouts was the. Uh, how many units you're supposed to have a day? Well, it says here that uh, men do not regularly exceed three to four units, so we're done. Okay. So you can't drink anymore. No, it's water for the rest of the podcast. We're we're being we've been binge drinking. Sorry, right? folks. Yeah. Um, Might get a bit dull from here on in. Yeah. Here. We're just uh, we're just gonna sit and let you listen to the rest of the film. Yep. Yep. Um, so four units. That's there or thereabouts with the that recent yeah. Portman edict, isn't it? Yeah. If I remember correctly. Big can as well, though. Yeah. Yeah. How would you describe a 500 milliliter can? Again, something catching? Well, it's half a litre. Not very catchy that, though, is it? No. Oh, it's, a, it's a big thing. A big thing. Uh, we'll work on it. See okay. if we can come up with something. Indeed. Oh, there's still a little bit left in that. It's probably all yeast, actually, in the uh, platform C. Right, so... She's still researching. She's researching hard. We've got hard research Ooh, montage. She's using microfiche. Oh, look at this. Look at that black with green letters. Oh, hang on. And they're working out. Oh, they're doing a signature recognition. Oh, the scene's coming up, isn't it? Where he tells her who he is in that really weird accent. Yep. We're going to have to try and be quiet for that bit because I think that's an iconic moment. But at what point do you start believing that someone's been alive forever? Well, I just don't think you can, can you? Without, without the evidence. So, what's our next beer, mate? Okay, so obviously we had the bit about please drink responsibly at 8%. Uh, 
So we've gone for Brewdog, Mr. President, Defiant Double IPA at 9.2. Brilliant. Um, one each. <laughs> As you do. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, so he's gone to holy ground. He has. So he's safe, yeah? Yeah, well, that's, that's the rules. That's one of the rules. That's, that's the rules. I mean, yep. come on, surely everyone, they all have to obey the rules. Well, you would have thought. Although I'm not convinced that Kurgan is an obeying rule kind of guy. I think the fact that we're probably down to two of them. Yeah. I'm not I'm sure how not Bobby is. I'm sure he gives many shits right no. now. Oh. That's him. <laughs> Here he is. No, oh, he's blessed himself though. He has. And, oh, now, that's annoying. He's pulled the candles out. Oh, sometimes it takes ages to light a candle yeah. in church as well. Oh, no. so there we go. Confirmation. Yeah. We have two immortals left in the whole wide world. And they're on holy ground. Yes. Well, at least until they bring out Highlander the series anyway. Yeah. That's brilliant. He's had his hair shaven off to be in disguise. Yeah. Worst disguise ever. Ooh. So do we know what the prize is? Has the prize been mentioned? I think it's been mentioned maybe once. Now, he, do, he does look more intimidating now that hair's yeah. gone as well. He had lived a lot of this, didn't he? Yeah. Which um But this is this isn't a set, this is filmed in a church. This is a genuine church and apparently there were priests and off camera that were crossing themselves with some of the stuff that he was saying yeah um, and he's not famously known for being very apologetic but apparently he did actually apologise afterwards for yeah. going too far he did apologise he did think, he did wonder afterwards if he'd offended yeah so his neck has got staples uh, well safety pins safety pins he's so wouldn't stitches be nicer so did his previous the guy that he was fine did he slice his neck again I don't know Ooh. interesting he's taunting him about Heather yeah He's a lot smaller than the Kurgan. He is. He's about, what, half a foot? Yeah. So basically, he just taunted him. Yeah, he's just confound him. Taunted him, yeah. and he's gone, yep, yeah, okay, I'll fight you. Yeah.
Oh, horrible. Lick he just lick, lick yeah. the priest's hand. Coming up to one of those iconic moments. Now, that phrase, I looked, I knew it was from somewhere, so, so I looked it up, and I thought it was originally from the Doors film, which featured Val Kilmer, yeah. which I'm sure he used that phrase in. Um, but, but evidently not. It was actually in a Neil Young song from a 1979 album called Rust Never Sleeps um, which he had a track on it called Hey Hey My My Into the Black um, which didn't actually feature that particular phrase that it's better to burn out than to fade away he recorded an acoustic version of it called Hey Hey My My Into the Blue that featured that line and then the line was then made famous because Kurt Cobain used it in his suicide note Okay, but Kurt Bain took his life well after, well after film. film. So that line was taken from the original Neil Young song, whereas I originally thought it was a Doors quote because uh, it was used in the Doors biography film as well. Uh, see, I only, I only ever knew that line from this film. No, I, I knew it was from somewhere else. Oh, uh, okay. And I'm yeah, sure, see, I didn't, I didn't I'm sure I'd seen it from somewhere else. But like I say, absolutely, that, that scene probably one of the placeholder scenes in this film definitely that bit where he just says it and then does a little pirouette yeah, in the church he and he's gone take it and it's where you get the first feel as well that it's it's beginning to build to its finale now yeah. isn't it you know there's only two of them left oh hold on Whoa. oh hang on She's just revealed everything to her. Although that, bearing in mind that the guy, the vigilante, was stabbed with a lot bigger sword, that doesn't prove he's immortal. No, you could place that, if you knew what you were doing, Yeah, you could stab yourself without doing too much damage. Yeah. And it's not like he's a, like Wolverine where the bullets and shards yeah. all just get spat out. Yeah. And... and See, this is one of the other things I don't get with this film. So now they've suddenly realised they've fallen for each other. Yeah. It's foreplay that's an oh, unusual... It's, yeah. It's an unusual it's, approach, I have to admit. It's way up there, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Well, it worked. Yeah. A bit more Queen as well. Yeah. So basically the same song they used when he was with Heather. Yeah. And of course, there are the similarities between her and Heather, the ginger the, hair. Definitely the hair. Yeah. And now I've got a nice bit of 80s nudity. Yeah, but still a wetted nudity. Oh. Tastefully done, almost, one would say. But you'd have to wonder why that um, worked for her. What, stabbing him? Yeah, but also it didn't prove anything. And how is he not bleeding on her, on her right yeah. now? Yeah, which, you know... Because they don't heal. Yeah, surely he, there's still blood to come out. We've yeah. seen it already. Yeah. We can't get involved, not again. 
Oh, a bit late to say you can't get involved. Just spend the night with her. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. which we've seen most of. Yeah. Bloody charmer, isn't he? Oh, so now we're walking in the park holding hands. Yeah. He's still wearing that trench coat. Is is that is that Kurgan in the background? No, I don't, I've never noticed that before. It is, isn't it? Because there's specifically the one sleeve. Yeah. But they, there's hair. And then just walks off. And now he notices. Because he's he's following her. He's he's going after. No, he's going after the woman, woman again. Oh, there he is. Uh, I like the way. Is he like eating a mini um, meal? Is he eating a mini meal with yeah. ice cream? But why not run back down the stairs? Yeah. She, she's gone into her apartment rather than run back out of the building. With a bloke she's already seen wield a massive sword and can just break stuff. Yeah. Oh, look. It's just literally kicked the door down. Oh. Oh, some more Queen. Some more 80 synth. Yeah. Let's talk about beer. Sorry, how big is her apartment? I want to buy that apartment. Yeah. At those prices. How are we doing with um, the Mr. President? Me, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's stunning, isn't it? Uh, if I remember correctly, you were, this wasn't one of your favourite brew dog beers, though, was it? No, I've always enjoyed the Mr. Yeah. President. Is this um, basically the... What was the Tesco finest... Double IPA. Tesco. This was previously Tesco Finest Double IPA, yeah. which is essentially, for all intents and purposes, their hardcore IPA. Right, that's the one. Um, which they no longer do. Um, but I suppose if you call it Tesco Finest, you can't put it in all the other shops. You can't. And, and the thing used to be that you used to be able to buy the Tesco Finest Double IPA for one ninety five a bottle. Yeah. Compared to their high hardcore IPA, which was, it was quite a lot more. Yeah. Um, but no and, and it's interesting because what we've been seeing recently with the fanzine boxes is they're bringing back old retired beers yeah in, into those boxes so we've had Alice Porter yeah and most recently we've had Clown King I can't I'm really excited that very soon I'm going to open a box and I'm going to see a can of hardcore Hardco- in a can Hardcore IPA in a can. Oh, I have to admit, I enjoyed the. What did you say? The clown? Clown King. That was oh, Harley Wine. That was good. Was it good? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know that some people said it may may benefit from a bit of a time in it, but I think sometimes a barley wine fresh. You know, like when we've had the vintage Still got ale a bit of early. Yeah. But I think sometimes it can be really drinkable. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't have that quality if it makes you want to savour it. But I just, I just think it's. I'm, I'm really loving that they're doing that with fanzine as yeah. well is that it's not just these small batch or experimental stuff that, that, that we're getting that we're actually getting it's a chance it's a chance to throw in stuff yeah. that they've done for the last 10 years isn't it all bit of product placement there but yeah. no idea what silver cup is though no me either got a bit of Freddie belt and he's <laughs> Doing his best, yeah. Freddy, and also he's a the Kurgan is not worried about how he drives or in fact where he's driving. Well, because he can't die. All right, fair enough. Yeah, and, and, unless he either. happens to drive off of that bridge and catches his head on something on the way down. Yeah. So an unlikely turn of events would have to take place then. Yeah.
Is that a voicemail machine? It's it's an old answer phone, I think they used yeah, to call it. So it's yeah. It's but it's about the size of an Atari. Yeah, don't you remember those where you no, we never that? we never had those. When I was oh, you, you you were posh if you had one of those. Why would you not come back if you're gonna kill him? Well, because he gets the prize. Sweet Rachel, you always knew this would Which we're still not entirely sure what. The we prize have no idea what the prize is, is though. So it's all very well just going back to her, okay? Which we haven't seen much of her, but she's been with him since she was a kid, and she was saying to him earlier in the film about being lonely and stuff. But there's no there's no implication that she's settled down with anyone. No, and and there's kind of the suggestion that maybe something's gone on between them. Yeah. Although, I was looking for it this time and I still didn't really see it. No? No. Just hints at it every now and again. There's just a hint of a, there being a closeness between yeah. them. I don't know if you'd be able to go the whole hog and definitely nail your colours and say, yeah. yeah. So we're we're here now, aren't we? This is this is like finale time now. Yeah. What was Silver Cup? It must mean something at the time. It must have been some advertising. It must now, have been a product placement of some kind because it's been prominent. They originally they were going to film the finale at the Statue of Liberty. But around the sort of time of this film being released, a lot of other films had finales at the Statue of Liberty, so they they moved it elsewhere because they were like, well, it would just seem as though we're following suit and, uh, and just doing well, what everyone else is Ghostbusters. doing. Ghostbusters, I think there was, uh, was it, what was it, uh, Remo Man? Oh, Repo Sil- Man. Silver Cup Studios is the largest film and TV production facility oh. in New York City. Okay, so... Actually, filming the finale. Never heard of them. No. So I just thought we'd quickly look that up because I was just curious to what it was. Yeah. I thought it might be like sugar or something. <laughs> so we've got a sword fight, lots of sparks every time the swords hit. Bit of a dangerous tactic they used for that. Yes. <laughs> See, this I did. I did find out about, and I loved. I love their special effects solution for this. Um, so the swords were wired up to car batteries. Yeah, so one of them negative. Yeah. One of them positive. So when they struck, with, sparks. With the wires running down their arms. Oh, basically. I don't see that happening in this day and age. <laughs> well, no. Because I'm fairly certain a lot of these scenes are definitely the actors playing it. I think you'd be hard pressed to get the stuntmen to do that these yeah, days. Yeah. Let alone the actors. I mean, they're properly going for it as well, aren't they? Now. Yeah, this is like um, if Darth Vader and Luke could have fought each other without any restraints. Yeah. They just would have gone for it. Why has she been tied up up there? Some sort of hostage. Okay, I guess. 
They're pretty much destroying the joint though. It's never really explained, Oh, more water, it? electricity. Doesn't really work, does it? I'd, I'd be worrying right now if I was wired to a car battery. Yes. And they decided to pour a load of water all over me. Because that still looks like real water, don't you like yeah. special effects? No. I, I feel the special effects budget was low for this film. I think it was low, but I have to admit, I think... Like I said, I didn't see it at the cinema, but the first time I watched it, I, I remember thinking it all looked pretty good, though. So I think they film a lot of it in the dark, don't they? Yeah. That works, with the sparks but, flying. But back when it was released, I mean, we were saying earlier, what was it? 86. 86, so I was... I was 14. I was 15. When this released. And the first time I saw it, I was like... If, I would have been a few years later. I definitely saw it in the, in the 80s still. It was one of those where I came out of where I was literally like, I want to be Highlander. That's that's what I want to be now. Like you, you go to school the next day and you see your careers advisor. What do you want to do? I I, I want to be I want to be immortal. <laughs> That'd be a good conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, not really sure where we go from here, Steve. Um, yeah, but that's what I want to be. Final thoughts on Mr. President. Um, Bearing in mind you just finished yours a few minutes before me. I drained it. I, I think. Let, let's be honest. For. I think it's £2.35 a bottle if you buy it individually or you can get three of them for just over a fiver. That's pretty damn good. For a 9.2% double IPA in your local supermarket. That puts 10 in the super to shame. It does. And it's still only available in Tesco's. Well, Tesco's is one of the first ones to take Brewdog on. That's where they got their in that big injection of cash. It's not all one of the places, weren't it? Yeah. So we're heading to the finale of the film and the finale of the beers the as well. Finale of the beers. However, as well. we have actually stepped down an ABV here. We've stepped down a huge ABV. So three percent almost. Yeah. Bear in mind, this is described as a barrel aged. Innocent Gun, Kindred Spirits, Irish Whiskey, Barrel A Stout, only 6.1%. Wow. I say only because after the last two beers. That's quite low. And we're not just going to be drinking this on its own, are we? No. And this is going to be a bit of a break from the Scottish bit. So the whiskey barrels that this was uh, matured in is an Irish whiskey called Tullamore Dew, which incidentally is one of my dad's favourite whiskies. And we have sampled before at the Irish MCA earlier this year. We have. Why has she turned up? How and how did she get? Well, there were breaking things. Yeah. She she fell off from a height and she thought, "I know what I'll do. I'll get closer to the yeah. action." Now this final scene as well where they're fighting in front of this big, like big silhouettes in front of this big blue window. This feels like Star Wars. It was it was styled as a music video because obviously music videos were big in the 80s. So well, this is when, M- well, around about the same sort of time they made it when MTV was either all coming to the, yeah. to, the, to the fore. Yeah. And we've still got more sparks so they've clearly still got the car batteries on the floor next to them. Yeah. Which, to be fair, no hint of seeing the wires. No, they've done well. Oh, oh, hello. There's a lot of splicing going on. Conor McLeod is looking fairly confident at this juncture. 
Well, he's done him again. Why are you waiting? I mean, he is an evil-looking bastard. Oh, yeah. He? He's, like, evil personified. I mean, to be fair, with all the facts and figures I did see, I don't remember seeing anyone else being lined up for the, his role. No. It's like, yeah, we want you. Yeah. Ooh. That oh. felt like it hurt. Oh, was that a scratch? Was it like the night? Oh, this is the bit, isn't it, where it... Yeah. Yeah. Where his head just falls back off of his body. Oh, he still wants to fight. But that's all of the that's all of the others that he's killed, isn't it? Coming out of him. Right, Boy, so is Connor about to get hit with yeah, a, an energy wave? Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that smells peaty. quite a bit peaty. Yeah, a bit peaty. Oh, classic. Okay, um, while all this glass is smashing and shards are flying through the building, Brenda's still fine. She is. And we're assuming he's still immortal now. We have no reason to suspect, suspect okay. otherwise. So at the moment, this is the quickening, but presumably he's now getting the prize. Well, but we still don't know what the prize he's is. He's getting fucking everything here, isn't he, by yeah. the looks of it. There's. Demons in the lightning and all sorts. Basically, this looks like Ghostbusters. Oh. Probably the demons come out of the, uh, that, yeah. you know, the water when it's yeah. all flowing through. That's what this bit looks like. Just need the marshmallow man to turn up. Crossover. High yeah. handed Ghostbusters <laughs> crossover. I'm quite enjoying this. I'm quite enjoying this. That's really tasty. Should we um, have a little sample of the... Of the whiskey that goes with it? Yeah. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Right, I'll let you go first because you're not a spirit fan generally, let alone a whiskey fan. It tastes like burning juice. Burning juice, is that your summing up? Yeah, but there is that initial peak. It's not um, it's not it's not a massive. It's not like uh, some of the, some of the the peaty scotches. So, I always find the Irish the Irish ones are just a bit more subtle anyway. Yeah. Can you tell me about the prize? Oh. No. from Sean at yeah. the end so the prize is you know everything and you do everything and you're now mortal yeah and you can have a family and you can do it for the benefit of mankind yeah and he's gone to Scotland and he's taking his his new woman 
to lie in a bed of heather next to his previous wives not what I would do I have to admit questionable practice at the end I'm not sure I would do that so did that need a sequel I would say no I would I would say that film told the story from beginning to end and it didn't need anything after it I'm assuming on the basis that it took five years for that sequel to come out it was just that the cult status built yeah but the sequel was set in the future where he was controlling some sort of well there's like a shield a, we- a weather shield yeah. wasn't it and um, he, I, he was older I didn't even I didn't ever understand his, missi- his missus had gone yeah again um, because hadn't he become immortal yeah, no, he, was, he was older in that film he was older yeah but when they were on like hoverboards yeah but then, then they were more, two. more of them came back didn't they yeah there was more like, immortals well, well no surely you killed all of the immortals I, I, in this I had the thing the immortal thing took a bit of an alien turn but I'd have to watch Highlander 2 again which, I don't think I ever want to do that I actually do have Highlander 2 somewhere in my DVD yeah, collection we're not doing that. no we're not doing it no. okay no we'll do a different film then so, just as the credits are rolling on, on this, um, just one of the things we didn't mention was it, it was originally, that, that, this is written by Gregory Will Wyden, um, who was an undergraduate at the time when he wrote this script for, for this film, and he sold it for a mere $200,000. Although, at the time, $200,000 as an undergrad would have sounded pretty so good. So, what, you would have been... 2021 yeah and someone says I will give you 200 grand for your script right I'm not 21 if someone said I'll give you 200 grand now I would take 200 grand now would you I would for, a, for that I mean that script on paper on paper but a part of me would be like I'll take 200 grand and 10% of all future earnings oh 10% you don't need to do that because Alec Guinness and he took 2% in Star Wars. He took no earnings, he only took 2%, if I remember correctly. And his estate has lived off Star Wars. Really? Yeah, because he believed in what they were doing. So he only he didn't go for wow. a payment, because the payment was only going to be low, and he was an established star anyway. Yeah. I'm sure it was something like 2%. It might actually have been lower than that. Jeez. So you actually don't need to go for the high number of a film or a franchise that will last literally yeah. forever. Yeah. Let's face it, as long as the films are being made, Star Wars is going to be mentioned. And it's going to be referenced in a... Here we are talking about Highlander, or watching Highlander, and referencing Star Wars. Exactly. And here we are once again, with end credits that have finished in about a minute. Yes. What's the post-credit scene? I don't think they did them back then. What? A film about a post-credit scene? Yeah. What's the matter with them? We best wrap up. I know. Then, in that case, um, the innocent gun. Loving it, actually. Worked quite well at the end of an evening of... Well, bearing in mind it's come after... Basically IPAs. IPAs and Tenant Super. And it's dropped down 6.1% from a 9.2. It's standing up pretty well, you know. I'm, I think it's actually working really well. I'm really impressed with that. It's, the, the one thing for me is it's a little bit thin. I'd, I'd like a bit more of, uh, of, of, of a mouthfeel on it, on it. But there's a lot of flavour in it. See, I'm going to say that actually, do you know, because of the bags, the flavour and the nose, I'm quite happy with that, not having that thickness of the mouthfeel. Right. I think it's got a nice little bit of carbonation. Do you think it tasted 6.2? 6.1, is that? I think if I was being a blind tasting, I would have gone higher. 
Only because of the depth of flavour. Okay. Has it got that boozy hit? Yeah. Um, I would have just gone for the flavour. Um, it's it's actually really good. Um, I'm not. I'm certainly not tasting. I'm going to have another go on the whiskey, but I'm not certainly not tasting the whiskey element of it. But it's nice to be able to do them side by side. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I think maybe the one thing is that I'm getting a little bit of almost sticky toffee burnt caramel on the beer. Yeah. And I'm definitely getting like a caramel sweet. Well, I was going to say whiskey. that. I think with these kind of beer and whiskey pairings, it's more the characteristics rather than the outer flavours, isn't it? Yeah. It's everything but, else that goes with it. Yeah. They work. I think they work side by side. Actually, we ain't doing them that like that. So, that has been Highlander, Highlander. which I think we've probably enjoyed more than we thought we would. Yeah, and do you know what? Okay, I'm going to introduce this one to Michael. Well, you know what? I actually want to just go and watch it again. Yeah, without us talking over well, you. Mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I literally just want to sit and watch Highlander, and watch Highlander again because I, I, I'm now remembering back to my youth and this was one of my favourite films yeah I, I watched this a lot do you know what and I thought it was a lot I thought a lot of it was because of the music it's not it's not because it's not, it's the story the Queen music actually is quite infrequent for it yeah I thought it was more I thought it appeared thought, a lot more enough. often I thought it was very well balanced I know in yeah but I, in my, in my yeah. head yeah. I thought it appeared more often but maybe because I actually I actually generally enjoyed the film and the film doesn't feel like a, a two-hour film, which I suppose for the mid-80s was probably quite a long film, actually. I think it was. I think most films in... in this, 90 minutes, so Yeah, easily 90 minutes. So, yeah, I, I would say that was... Generally, I'm going to go and say that was a win. I think that was a win as well. Okay. On that, On note. that note. Cheers. Cheers. Here we are.